Welcome to Adventures From. Today's adventure is read by Amita Maklo and is written by guest contributor Eleanor TK. And she asks us, Shall I remain a virgin? Till this day, I can hold a book, whether novel or guide, or a movie, be it a romantic comedy or those XXX demos, as responsible for most of what I know on the topic of sex. Over the years, I may have gleaned more from my friends' experiences, but most of them just went to confirm either this or that which I read in one of my varied books. I am the go-to girl amongst my friends, boys and girls alike, the one they come to with their problems just to talk knowing I'll listen, gory details and all, and tell them something they may want to hear or impart some wisdom from one of the mini books. Or just make them feel better by joining them in moaning over my own considerable problems in that area. Self-pity likes company. A friend of mine recently told me, my problem is that I know too much. I have to say, she may be right. For a virgin, I know entirely too much to be called if ever they needed naive maidens to line up and welcome the Prince of Peace. I lost naivete over the years, if not my hymen, and though I still have some left, it seems I'll be losing even that soon enough. You may ask what it's like being a 25-year-old virgin in these are very sexualized times. Here's your answer. It's an oxymoron. Good, bad, disappointing, blessing. Good? Everybody sees you like a rare breed, a real godly woman. As a blessing, it means you've not been raped and you haven't had a messed up relationship with all the other consequences. Bad? You are immediately seen by some as a goody-two-shoes. You stand under the searching eyes of those who know you haven't done it yet and can feel them licking their lips waiting for you to do something so just they can say, Aha! And some just would hint that you, particularly with your being a feminist, are a lesbian. And the disappointment? You haven't enjoyed the feeling that nearly every song, movie, or book describes. You haven't found a man you can fall for or even some slick, smooth talker who can seduce you and leave you cursing him. Yes, it is the epitome of a good-bad situation. Being a virgin isn't so difficult when you're in boarding school. Between the ages of 10 and 17 in disciplined quarters where your every move is determined by either teachers, prefects, or parents, it's not easy to wander off the straight line of sexual morality. Besides, the fear of what would happen if you do experiment, whether with the opposite sex getting pregnant, or with another girl in your own dorm getting dismissed, far outweighs the curiosity of what it would feel like if you do. But when one is set free 
of the prison that most boarding schools are and lives on their own around a university campus with no curfews, attending regular parties with dirty dancing boys and men who would chat up anything that was a skirt and very many friends who have given it up a long time ago and are very willing to share the deeds. It serves to reason that remaining a virgin would be dubious, right? Well, after five years of that life, four years of undergrad education and one year of job hunting, I can tell you, it is hard. But possible. And since we are on the topic, let's define concisely what virginity is here. Of course, they say it's someone who has never had sex, but to be frank, there are various kinds of sex, and if oral was to be considered, then no, I'm not a virgin. But for the sake of this write-up, <laughs> read-up, I am defining virgins as someone who has not gone all the way, though they may have gone pretty far. The question now is, why? Why have I not completely given into that itch that comes as regularly as PMS? Am I the goody two-shoes I'm accused of being? Or have a preference for my own as some are waiting to hear? No. On both counts, thanks. But let me try and explain. Growing up like most girls in boarding schools, even though mine was mixed, I read novels. Romance novels in particular. They were the only entertainment allowed, though it still worried some overly strict parents and teachers who thought we would want to practice what we read. Boy, were they wrong. Well, at least with me. While others may have read and only seen the culminating sex scenes, I saw the characters and took them to heart. Loved some, despised others, and wanted to emulate them. So when many a heroine was smart and beautiful, witty and strong, I worked to be the same, and when many a heroine would give herself up to her soulmate, I longed to do the same. Of course I want the former, and so I wait for the right guy. And I still wait. Not patiently, mind you. I was not in the room when God was distributing the gift of patience. But before you feel sorry for me and say I am another victim of Harley Quinn's romantic fairy tales, I would say my argument, which I have down pat from years of defending myself against everyone including myself, is... For all what I've heard, read, watched, believed, and known, there are three categories of intercourse. Sex, good sex, and making love. The last one being the one where both go in, wanting to give pleasure rather than to take it, and where even if you don't last more than five minutes, the feelings shared make it seem like ours. Well, I'm holding out for the best. If that doesn't come through, I'll settle for a guy who seems skilled enough and plain good sex. But till the hope I cling to completely breaks and the last of my naivete dies and I fall off the edge on which I linger, which may not be too long from now, I'll be considering getting a dildo to solve that monthly itch. <laughs> Thank you.
thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's adventure. Do not forget to share, follow us on social media and let us know what you think. We look forward to going on the next adventure with you.